Hey awesome nerds and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the weekly podcast where we re-watch and recap television shows that we really enjoy. I am your host, oh sorry, and we also talk about how they can be used with D&D and role-playing games. Um, that yep. was possibly something we could do. We'll see you in this episode. Uh, I am your host Jeremy and I am joined by Nina. What, what? Howdy, howdy doody, all of my friends. Um, je suis Tem. Uh, I don't know much French. You know who else doesn't know much French? Jean-Luc Picard, our guy. That's, <laughs> our that's dude, true. That's who true. Who is French. What um, I was... Well, Sorry, I was hello. trying to segue into something a little bit more relevant there. But hi, yeah, howdy, how are we doing? How's everybody Well, I was going to go with, today? hello and welcome to D&D and TV, a weekly podcast where we watch and recap... <laughs> I was going to jump back. I was going to jump back and do like the the intro again uh, as though we've had a little bit of a time skip and just uh, pretend that it didn't actually happen. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you... I was like, oh, did it not go well? I thought it went fine. Oh, no, I see what you're doing now, Jeremy. Yes. If only I discussed that with you before we started, that would have been like really cool. But I also realized it had been a big... And it would have been confusing for everyone listening. So I'd rather just explain it now. And who discusses things beforehand, obviously? No, who, no, uh, it's all... No. We're cool do kids, we don't prepare. Not at all. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, this is this is what this episode is about. All yes. the time skippy, time jumpy, but also a little bit of romance. A little bit, a little of, bit of romance. Uh, sweet Paris uh, thrown in there. Hence the title of the... Oh, the name of the, uh, this, the episode. The name of the episode, which is... Uh, we'll Always Have Paris, uh, episode 23 of season one of Star Trek The Next Generation. Which uh, the synopsis that I got from Netflix was the Enterprise experiences strange time distortions as the crew helps an ailing scientist who claims to have opened a window into another dimension. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I'm not going to do my French voice um, (laughs) in this one. Neither is Jean Luc Picard. He's not going to do French voice either. He never does. He never does. I think I've heard him say "married" like once. He says (laughs) "café d'artistes" like in this episode, but that's just about it. Um. But yeah. Yeah, the only people who sound French are the um the waiters in the cafe. Yeah, and maybe the chick who's also there, the the young lady. Yes, um, I I wonder about her. I have some questions when we get to that. Mhm. Anyway, all right, well let's get into it. Uh they are en route to Sorana 8 for shore leave. Oh yeah. Um basically well-deserved <laughs> shore leave. It's not Riser? Not Riser this time. I wonder why. Anyway, yeah, I, know, I guess Riser's too far away. Yeah. I, guess so. I, I Mm. Anyway, they they're off to Serana Eight, but um, Picard's getting in some some recreation time early. He's fencing with a uh, someone. Have we met like, this guy yeah. before? I don't know. I think I love I love that he's just some random guy on the ship who also isn't fencing. Like I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> not even a holodeck. It's like no, no. I want a real opponent. Yeah, I think he's a lieutenant, but I don't catch his name. Um, no, but I... yeah. The, the, yeah, I wonder who. I haven't seen him before. He I was really... wondering whether he's the engineer that comes back later. Like he's oh, they maybe? they have an engineer talk they're talking to later. I thought maybe it was him. Maybe I don't remember seeing him outside of this holodeck scene, but uh, I'll I'll look I'll look into it because that would be cool. I just kind of like how he's just around. He could be anyone. He could be yeah. like you know. <laughs> uh, We're just glad he's, he's just... not Wayland from from the Big Sleep. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Wayland. The big goodbye or whatever it was. Yeah, the big goodbye. God damn. Yeah. Wayland. <laughs> I'm Wayland. I don't even remember. <laughs> no, I, yeah, God, I like God, when God. there's um I like when there's recurring NPCs on the show. I like I say, say NPCs yeah. when there's recurring featured extras. But I also like when there's just randoms. 
because yeah. it does give it more of a filled out. This is just a guy who's always been there and we never see him because Picard's never fenced before. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, not that we've seen him fence before. He's probably fenced before, but we just haven't seen it. That's what I love. That's those little slices. It's like, oh, here's a part of the ship that you have not seen and, and may, might never see again. But you might, if you keep your eyes on the lookout, if you if you shop like attack, you might uh, have a little squeeze. But um, yeah, I love this. That This is where, so, okay, we started off when we first um, started chatting about this. I'm not a big fan of this episode just because it's weirdly, weirdly, because I really like Slice of Life, like ship, crew, mm-hmm. kind of like more about like the nature of like what's going on. Like you don't need a big event to happen. You just like, I like learning more about the, the bridge crew and like the ship, like dynamics, like interpersonal dynamics and stuff like that. I thought I would really like this episode. I don't. Jeremy oh, loves this I episode. I love it. I think you it's great. Um. And yeah, I was sitting I down, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like time stuff. <laughs> and like, obviously, Picard's got a bit of a past here. And then I'm watching, I'm like, this is great. I love it. I love it so much. It. So good. But yes, so we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, yeah I, I, this is where I, I loved it. I love these little bit. And also Picard's little fencing sport, yeah. um, sport uh, athleisure wear. Mwah, beautiful. Gorgeous. <laughs> his, fe- his fencing outfit. Yeah, he's a little fancy boy with a little slash lash. He's got like Y fronts, but like extended. They're like they're like tracky Y fronts they things. Are. I don't know. I <laughs> I was wondering crunch. whether this is the holodeck, and he's got his little outfit for the holodeck as they often do, or whether they actually have like a fencing arena. Yeah, oh, well, they do. They do because he's putting his stuff away later. Yeah, he comes onto the bridge with in his little athleisure tracky dack sportswear like yeah. he doesn't it doesn't it doesn't blink away he's got it so they well, must they, have when they have costumes gym. for the holodeck they they always bring them bring them back with them yeah but no they, i think they, they actually have, have a fence they, they have a fencing room. otherwise right yeah yeah i think there must be a fencing room or like a sport yeah. it must be like the gym like where yeah. tasha used to she used to <laughs> she used to train with wolf yeah yeah taekwondo and shit um mm, sad Anyway, <laughs> they are anyway. fencing, um, and there's a little just... I think they just wanted to show off fencing right now because we get an yeah. extended sequence of it. And then as they're um, uh, talking about, about it, they like, basically oh. repeat themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and, and it, it appears so naturally as well. It's like mm. you don't really know what's happening until it's happening again. You're like, oh, this doesn't seem correct <laughs> yeah i love it that they just they really just go through exactly the same words and afterwards they're like that's weird i literally just said that yeah as the audience you genuinely seem like oh hey did that did the thing skip like if it was mm. a dvd or a cd or something back in the olden days you'd be like did this skip what's going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. little cheeky little yeah meta shit um but and yeah. uh yeah they're like oh some, something's happened and they call up the bridge and they're like Riker did something weird just happen he's like yes yes it did I was just about to contact you and is that yeah. when we get Picard coming to the bridge yes that's when he heads up to the bridge on his um nice. in his little outfit and they, they're starting to check and they're like oh no nothing on sensors but they do confirm that it like occurred on the computers so it wasn't just like a weird deja vu feeling it's like mm. yeah it actually existed it actually happened. Like f- everything happened in, um, like the computers have duplicated as well. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. they've got lost time. It's like it seems like the world skipped. So they start checking out like what's going on around here, and that's when they find an automated signal. 
An emergency yeah, signal. Yeah, an, an emergency signal coming from what Pagos Minor System. I wrote that down because it sounded funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I just went, yeah, that, that place. Pagos. Pagos. Um, Pagos is. Uh, but it's yeah. from um, Professor Paul Mannheim. Ah, who Picard, ding, 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 recognizes yeah. that name. Ooh, wonder why. Yeah, What's going on there, response. Picard? And he explained, I think Riker's like, who's Mannheim? He's like, well, Mannheim went off years ago to experiment with nonlinear time. Well, honky dory, what do you know? Time, I wonder if that's what it's going to be about. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, piecing the puzzle together. Um, but nobody's, yeah, they're not able to maintain contact. They just get this repeating message. Mm. Yeah, I'm Dr. Paul Mannheim, emergency, send me something. Uh, I think um, he's like, we're at these coordinates, there's a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something that's happening. And then Riker says something dumb, like, Picard's like, okay, we better go check it out. And then Riker's like, oh, Captain, it sounds like you think something's connected with this mm -hmm. time skip and this time, Doctor, we just spoke about. That's a big leap. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, no, he doesn't know he's a time doctor yet. He's like, Captain, you seem to think there's some sort of connection. He's like, yes, I do. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Then we get into the reveal. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, Riker, but Riker still Riker. seems to, like, read Picard pretty well that there's, like, a connection between this and the emergency signal rather than just maybe we should go help these people who are in trouble because of what just happened. Well, right. I mean, not only Riker, but Troy is picking up on something. Troy is picking up on... Troy is as well, Pic yeah. On Picard being a little... Ooh, a little something, little history maybe, something, little stressy signals coming from his brain. Yep. But, uh, yep. I forgot the, the name Dr. Mannheim. Doesn't know Manheim. what that's about yet. Mannheim, nope. Mannheim. Because nope. uh, data is a, a data dump about who Mannheim is. Data dump. Uh, and Picard's all like, I never met him, but I knew him when he studied... Or I knew of him when I studied in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> He was teaching at the university or something when he was at Paris, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But he, he didn't have the pleasure of meeting. And he's saying this while he's slapping his wet, like. Slapping his towel around. Yeah, sports. <laughs> space sports towel. Spacey sports towel. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was about. That was like a weird acting choice for him. I mean, I, I mean he it. had it and he used it. Yeah, he was like, you know, taking stress. I mean. It added to the he's uncomfortable or he's thinking of other things. It's not bad. It's just I did of... wonder whether that's something you're meant to do after, like, you've got had a workout. Do you, like, slap the sweat out of your towel? I don't think that's something you're supposed to do. Okay. But I think, I think he Certainly took not on it the bridge. Something. It's something Picard is going to do, for sure. Yeah. If he's feeling yeah. a little stressy, don't be slapping that towel around, you know. Slapping that towel jokes. sounds dirty, but uh, kind of is. You know what? Picard makes it work. Picard does. <laughs> it's a white outfit. He's fine. He's making it. He's making it a look. Um, but Troy picks up yeah. on the stress as Picard goes to walk out to, I don't know, change, maybe or, or get a... Yeah, he says he's got to go change. And yep. he asked to be, um, he asked me to contact it half an hour before the, the ship arrives. And Troy yes. comes up and is like, hey, I need to speak with you, Captain. And he's like, you can speak to me right here. It's like, mm, probably should be yeah. in private. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, no, do it here. Do it now in front of everybody. Um, and, and, and she's like, hey, I'm a little concerned because, like, I don't want to interfere with anything, but I, I, I feel like there's a lot of unresolved strong emotion coming up from you right now. Yeah. And Picard straight up is like, uh, well, no, but thanks for your concern. Um, fuck off, please. Well, I, <laughs> and she, leave. she does also say that you have a habit of repressing your emotions rather than confronting them. Yeah, and the confronting, you know, deep personal yeah. issues is not easy for you, let alone anyone, but not so much Picard. He's kind of stuck on the whole, I'm going to just is. push that down. Deep, yep. deep down. Deep, 30 deep down, years no feelings. 
<laughs> repressed <laughs> memories, romantic memories. Of one anyway, yes. Yeah, so he's... that man is going to explode. <laughs> Um, Eventually, maybe it's the slapping I, of the towel coming out. Maybe you just need yeah. to get something out. You know what I mean? And the fencing, and the poking, and the tearing, and the slashing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll never the know. Slashing the slashing on Star Trek. Yeah, uh, I like that we get to see Troy doing her job, mm. and just Me giving it, giving him that advice of, "Hey, we've got a couple of hours downtime. Maybe just work out what you're feeling. Figure it out so it doesn't like pop out at a inopportune moment." Yes, and that's very valid. I feel like, especially when people in high, like, um, in high levels of authority, levels of authority, in high, uh, higher positions of authority, like having to deal with your own emotions. Like, remember that episode with Jordy where he had to deal with shit, and mm -hmm. he's like, "Oh, cool, we get to see Jordy." Wait, have we watched that yet, or am I? Well, we saw Jordy when he was in command. And, yes, um, that's what. Okay, and, great. Okay, cool. I'm not just imagining it. Then I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm watching more of the episodes. Up, I'm thinking I'm up in season four now. Yeah, and, like, she, oh, and I, Troy I, was I, like, I, "Yeah, but Jordy, you're fine, but the rest of the yeah. crew are a little bit nervous, so you need to step up and and help out." Yeah, yeah, but like, but like that was a really good example of he was dealing with like that really well. Like he was taking mm. on that advice and also dealt with his feelings of insecurity by like not hiding away from them. Like mm -hmm. he had that conversation with Troy. He's like, I bet you're going to tell me I'm insecure. And she's like, no, I think you're doing a great job. And he's like, oh, thanks. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. I'm going to take on what you, what you say on board. Um, yeah. Picard, not so much, not so much like this. No, Picard's a bit more of a, a stoic. Yeah. Has to be yeah. that, that level of, uh, of, of authority and, you know, confidence and security at all times. Otherwise should be crazy. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, she. So, so basically, the card says thanks. Advice. Yeah, he hey, says bye. thanks. Thanks, but no. But he doesn't tell her off for overstepping her bounds, which is good. Yeah, that's nice because like it's not yeah. overstepping her bounds. She's in part. That's her job. She's doing her yeah. job well. Yeah, and he as he's putting away his fencing gear, he thinks about it. And he's like, no, I will go and confront some of my past. And he like diverts the the elevator from the bridge to the holodeck. And uh, creates a very specific scene in Paris in a cafe on a particular day. Well, first he's putting away his sword because for some reason, or like he must have just left his sword on the on the gym floor or something. Because <laughs> yeah, he puts it away and then yeah. and then during that moment he's like, yeah, you know what? Polishing my sword like this reminds me of something else. And then he goes. I'm sure he's done a lot of polishing his sword in the since then. Yeah. Oh, about thinking about someone in particular. And guess mm -hmm. what? We find out who, but not just yet, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Yeah. Now we're going to a holodeck. We're going to, I forget what the, oh, fuck, what's the cafe called? Uh, uh, cafe, I want to say Cafe des Artistes. Yes, Cafe des Artistes, uh, which I think just means the artists. Yeah, the artist right? cafe. Wow. Inspired. Um, well, I'm, I'm wondering about, it. I mean, if it's the artist cafe, Picard's not much of an artist in, that we see. Nobody likes to think of himself as cultured. So maybe well, he's like, yeah. you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a creative. I'm an artist at heart. Or maybe he, the person he liked was, a, was an artist. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm thinking. That he hung around with the art kids when he was at university. <laughs> he was and, just a dumb little nerdy engineer boy with anthropo anthropology major or something. Or, yeah, that he yeah. was the history, history and the philosophy and the anthropology person. But he hang out with the arts kids. And he's like, oh, but I, I love them so much. But... I, I must go to my, my Starfleet Academy and become a soldier. Yeah. He's not really a soldier, though. He's more just in the middle. Like, he's, he, yeah, he's he in, wanted he's to in be a the, leader. Yeah, but like, I, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm 
Oh yeah, 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 I'm yeah, yeah. Extrapolating or what yeah. we would we would um, say, but he shows up at this this place, um, mm-hmm. and I love in the, the, in gay old Paris. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely gay old Paris. You know it's Paris because they offer him some wine and some cheese. Yes, and he he takes a look out over the balcony and it's like you know twenty future Paris. twenty future Paris with like. Oh, hey, it's the Eiffel Tower and also flying cars and mm-hmm. stuff on this, it, like, very shady background. <laughs> uh, I haven't been to Paris. Have you been to Paris? I have, but okay. only when I was, like, five. So that doesn't necessarily count. <laughs> this place doesn't look great. Like, there's, it's, it looks a bit smoggy and a bit, like, polluted. Well, that's what I imagine, like, Paris <clears throat> of the future kind of looking like. It's got, okay, wait, oh, wait, really? hold okay. on. Yeah, sorry, wait. Wait, I just remembered. There's um, there's a tube. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a, tube. a tube. There's a tube running underneath the like the first kind of like arc of of the Eiffel, the Tower. Eiffel Tower. Yeah, <laughs> it's running like straight between it, like across the bridge. I don't know. It doesn't look. I just realized that was the thing. Um, hmm. and it, you're right. It looks very smoggy, very uncomfortable. I guess that's what Paris looks like. I don't know. I'll ask my partner. He's actually French. He would have a better uh, interpretation of what. Actually yeah, yeah. Is. Ask him. Ask him what they would do if they tried building a massive like transportation tube. I assume through yeah. the Eiffel Tower. I'm just going <laughs> to show him this screenshot, actually, maybe, sure. and then we can determine whether or not this is scientific or actually accurate. But yeah, it yeah. doesn't look like a. Ha- I mean, it's like London, you know. That's what mm. I'm, I'm imagining. You know, the same kind of smoggy, cold, chill atmosphere. Yeah, it doesn't definitely doesn't look like a pleasant place Paris. to be, in my opinion. No, but uh, but, it's Gail Perry. Picard's super into it. He's a French lad. Got, got, yeah, Perry on the brain. And he Um, kind of talks to the um the waiter as well. He's like, I'm I'm not actually here for a meal. I'm just here for the memory. I was supposed to meet someone here. And they're like, Oh, a woman, of course. (laughs) A long, long time ago. Ah, yes, we, Monsieur, a woman. Some And she did not show up. And he's like, No, I didn't. It's like. Dude, how dare. Yeah, unveil your inner workings to this holodeck dude. Yeah, well, Um, that's what the holodeck's for. Like, they don't exist. You can tell whatever you want to them. mm, I was going to say, do whatever you want to them. That's Riker's thing. That's Riker's domain. And maybe Geordie's on the side. Maybe Geordie's. Mostly Riker's. So then he sits down, and the, the women at the next table, one of them is being stood up as they watch. And... What is she wearing? Is this an 80s thing? It's like Man, a I, fluffy yeah. bikini. Or like, well, not bikini, but it's like a boob tube with it's a, a fluffy, with a sleeve. Yeah. It's, look, it's style is what it is. It's fashion. It's art. <laughs> it's, it's 80s it's, inspired. Um, yeah, 80s inspired 24th century clothing. Man, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's like this little like romper skirt thing no actually it's not a romper because it doesn't have pants i don't know it's it's like a boob tube crop frilly pink mm-hmm. thing and her friend who has an amazing dress on actually by the way i think it's like blue and like has some cool sleeves she straight up is like i'm not going to wait around for you to be a fool uh and stood up by this boy i'm living and i don't know what kind of accent that is but it was supposed to be french um and she leaves and she ditches her like she... pink frilly friend and her yeah. pink frilly friend is like looks immediately at Picard. Okay, the, these two girls, by the way, who are like 15, maybe 16. I don't oh, know. They're young. I would say, they're, I'd say, look, early 20s. Okay, but they're young. And yes, like, they're fillies. Fillet. Yes. F- f- fillet. Okay. I don't know. I don't Femme? know the French word. 
the feel it feels is grills, Feel? isn't it? Feel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They. Yeah. And Picard is sitting there, and this young a bit of a woman addresses Picard. It's like I don't know what she says. She She's says, like, "Do I know? Do we know each other? Do I know you? Yeah." He's like, "No." And she's like, "Do I remind you of someone? Then why are you looking yeah. at me, creep?" <laughs> a little bit. Uh, and Picard is like, man, I don't know, no. But uh, also, I she's guess. like, I don't understand why he wouldn't come and see me. And this is what I wonder. Okay, because obviously this is very poignant for Picard. Mm. Like, did the holodeck create her? Like, specifically because there was a girl there on that day who was doing this exact thing? Maybe, because he does put this... the date in. Like yeah. That's what that's what I kind of thought was happening initially, but then like, then he I feel like there should have been more shake up. He would have been like, "Wow, you look exactly like you know Giselle or whatever her name is, um, Janice. You look exactly like my love." But he doesn't go into that, and I think I think the girl who leaves calls her like Giselle or something else. Probably. Um, yeah, it's weird. That's what I thought too, but then that happened. I'm like, maybe not. Maybe they just do a very loose interpretation or idea. Because that means someone would have to have been recording. I don't know. It's weird. Um, so, so weird. Like, but the fact up, that this just happens yeah. to happen and it needs to be. Maybe it's just kind of reading his subconscious and going, well, he needs to see this. That's real creepy though. Um, yeah. But yeah, they end up having this deep conversation of like, oh, well, why would he leave me? I don't understand. And Picard is like, well, he must have left you because he was scared of being like tied down or like connected or like rooted mm. to somewhere. And like he knew he wanted to be something else. So like he he just straight up left instead of explaining those feelings like an adult. He um, wasn't an adult. He was a child. Yeah, I know. I get it. I can't hate. <laughs> like, I, I get that. I understand. But like, also. Yeah. And <laughs> also, then he's like, like, maybe he doesn't know why he did it. Fine. You know what? Enough of this pointless self-indulgence. And he storms he leaves. off. He yeah. just leaves. He just, just like leave. leaves. Ugh. Rude. So she gets anyway. stood up twice in one day. Yeah. It's a good thing that she's not actually like, real. Like, exactly. Oh, yeah. She I'm, has no feelings. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, way. hey, if she needs some company, I'm quite happy to join her at the cafe table. It looks nice. It does look very nice. It looks like, I mean, like apart from the fake city of Paris, the cheese look good. The coffee looked nice. Mm-hmm. Like, there's coffee on the table. Mm-hmm. Those cool little little, little cups. Um, yeah, I don't know. That happens. Anyway. And then he leaves. So, yeah, he stores <laughs> off and he goes back to the bridge uh, and mm. discovers that the fre- a freighter and a farming colony have also experienced this hiccup of As of they're time. going past. Yeah. yeah, and then and then data does a little data data dump of what a hiccup is. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear. I wanted them to continue it because he's like, well, it's not really a hiccup because this is what a hiccup does. If we're using the body metaphor, then it'd be this. And everyone tells, shut up, data, kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I want to know what data's got. <laughs> What's this what more like? <laughs> flatulence, maybe flatulence is flatulence data. I feel like that's where we're going. <laughs> I feel like data's very concerned about flatulence just in general. Since he doesn't have to do it, I don't think concerned, but interested. Maybe that's yes, it's, definitely. Yeah. It's like why Too do you need it? Why do you take such joy in it? It's like he doesn't know what to do it, and it's fascinating. Gas yep. is coming from places. It's weird. Anyway, so weird. Uh, so they um, <laughs> they arrive at the coordinates, and there's nothing there. But they get um, there's like a message giving them new coordinates. Okay. Uh, I don't. I didn't really get I this. Don't yeah, yeah, basically, it's just sending them to the Vandor system, which is like a binary star. Okay. So like a pulsar or something. I, there's a whole bit of science about it. Like, there seems to be a, a reason. 
Um, yeah, wait, so, they, so is it like, is he purpose, like, do they get the impression that he's doing it, like, to make it difficult to find him or something? Is that what I had no idea what this was about. Hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you got to go Let's, somewhere else now. Cool. Because reasons, because we ran out of, we need to add more time <laughs> because, because that's why. Got it. We're, uh, we're padding for an extra five minutes of screen time. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, so that that happens, and then they end up, you know. So they end up at Vandor Four. Yes, yes. And um, war spots a force field apart on the planet, so they open the hailing frequencies, and Picard's like, "Ah, this is Captain. Uh, no, it's the captain of the Enterprise." Yes. Yes, definitely, very clearly, doesn't give his name. He just says Captain of the Enterprise. I yeah. can't remember that. Oh. No, I, I notice it because I'm like, ooh, he's not going to tell her that's him. And a woman responds, is like, he's having convulsions. Thank you for coming. We're the only ones left. Help us. Save us. Please, please. Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, and they do they end up beaming them up now? They try to, but the force field's blocking it. So they get her to put the force field down and just beam them straight to sickbay. Ah. And the dude's like all old and shaky. And it looks like he's wearing like his, his jacket on backwards. Um, <laughs> it does kind of look like that. You're yeah. right. It's like he's got this really weird high collar. Beverly's um, not sure what's what's happened with him, so she's doing some tests. And Picard heads down to sick bay, and he's like the woman who's with the the old dude just kind of turns around. And is like <gasps> Jean Luc. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird because she's wearing this like <clears throat> very side booby revealing outfit. Yes. Um, and this very. What, is it velvet or something? I don't know. It's this very light. I don't know. Almost blue, white, glittery. Very blue space, and glittery. Space suit. Space suit thing um, that like cuts out to like big booby looks. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not a boob window because it's not like in the middle of the chest, but it's like kind of, no. it's like an it's like armpit a, window. Yeah. It's like a side, it's like venting. Side it's boob like, window. <laughs> Side boob window, like you see. Anyway, the like the the goal of this woman, like fucking her husband's lying there almost dying, right, or something. He's got a doctor. On. Yeah, but like he's still in a lot of trouble. And then as soon as Picard walks in, she's like, Picard, uh, and she's like smiling and like walking up to him more slowly and like yeah. You know, she she says, Picard, who uh, of course it was you. I thought I recognized. Who else would have charged my rescue? Yeah, she, fucking Jesus Christ. I think this is it's just her been natural... 30 years. Anyway. <laughs> I think this is just her natural state in, in the most cases. It's just how she talks all the time. What, just flirty? Like, yeah. Like, just, just full up flirt, just straight up. Hi. I, you're my... Hi. Flirt, flirt, flirty flirt. Flirt, flirt, flirt. I don't know. It's just too full on for me. I just... It's been 30 years. You would not address someone who stood you up for a date once in this fashion i'd be like i don't think it was once they had a relationship yeah but then they stood you up imagine someone breaking up with you by standing you up and never speaking to you again i'd be like dude (laughs) fuck you even if it was my first love i'd be like nah big old i don't know it just seems a bit too that is a fair fair response but janice janice manheim is a different breed yeah, okay, cool. And I know that's what you like. And I like that she, you know, still finds him very endearing. I like that. I find I think that's I think that's fine coming back and looking reflecting on relationships for looking at them in a very more humane like okay. perspective. Okay, sure. But 
I don't know. It just seems a little bit too friendly for someone you haven't seen for 30 years. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit I, too high. I think I'm forgiving it because it is very much the Casablanca storyline. Yeah. Yeah, of it's... of they were in love, but she had something else to do. But in this case, he had something else to do. But now they're meeting again after many years. And the point in Casablanca is that they are still in love. Yeah. And is this is the thing, that she is still in love with him and he's still in love with her. And it's like, you could have hate or you could let that go and just be pleased with what you have. But she's being too, she's being, she's gone from no, like nothing to too pleased. Like her husband is dying. Her husband, yeah. who she loves, dying. <laughs> and yeah. then it's like straight to the car. It's like, oh, hi. Oh, of course you'd come charging to me. Oh, rescue. I don't know. It just, it's too much <laughs> for me. I can't. I want more realism. I want more like humanity that, thrown that's in fair. little, little, oh, little bitches. If, if we're expecting like humanity and like tension from Star Trek, that's a little bit too much. There's not going to be much yeah. tension in this episode. Apart we from the sexual tension any. between those two. Yeah, I know. That's coming up real strong. But yeah, anyway, whatever Gene Carter's vision. Um, so they go so, and have a little chat. Yeah, they have a little yeah. chat. She does the introduction, or Picard does the introductions, um, Data and Riker and who they are. And she explains there was an accident at the second lab and all these people are dead. Yeah, uh, but a also, lot of people. A lot of Bril- people are dead. Yeah, brilliant-minded people died. Um, yeah, and, but that, you know, that seemed to happen a little shed. while ago. It's not like yeah. moments ago. Like it happened hours Right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure what's happened. Um, but also explaining that the research of whatever it was that he's doing, and they had to pick Vandor in particular because it has a binary star. Like, sure. Yep. That all sounds like science. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's got a, a theory. Banheim has a theory of proving other dimensions that they can open into. Okay. Or something. I don't know why he's doing this. It just seemed to be like, yes, I can do this. <laughs> because I can, I will, I guess, because science, maybe. Yeah. And wow. they wonder, did he suspect something like this could have happened? He's like, maybe. I mean, he was taking a lot more precautions and he was making sure that I stayed in my little bubble that um, that wouldn't be affected. Yeah. I feel like that should have brought up some red flags, maybe some warning signs. That well, I, yeah, like something could go very wrong. But, you know, nothing had up until this point. And this is like, I, I need to take a break. Um, but she's also like, Picard, this is not how I imagine seeing you again. Yeah. And uh, it's like, and I this, imagine seeing you, but not like this. It's like, this, uh. is what I, this is why I kind of like, like, this is how you know, this is her natural attitude. Like the flirtiness or whatever is just kind of her response to everything. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just don't like her then because she just seems a little bit too yeah. loosey-goosey. She's like, oh, I get, I don't know. At the beginning, I thought she was like super suspect, like something was going on because she was like, oh, yeah, my husband was taking precautions. Now that I think about it, probably a lot of precautions, like in hindsight, like maybe and I shouldn't pay attention, but I don't know. I'm just in love with you. I don't know. It just I think you're meant to think that because, again, going back to Casablanca, Part of the element in that is that Ilsa is going to to Rick to try and get something from him and using their old relationship as the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a little bit of the, hey, what's she going to do here? Is she going to try and play Picard to get what her husband needs? Mm, cheeky, cheeky but fuck. then again, maybe not. 
Uh, but what I liked about this scene is that Bev is watching the interaction just like, <gasps> just like mouth agape is like, huh, but I she, know no, about her. Yeah, but like in a cute way, like there's no yeah. resentment between either of them. And then what's her face straight up is like, oh, yeah, because Bev comes in going like, oh, you can go see him now. And she's like, oh, thank you, doctor. Is he OK? And she's like, yeah, I guess. And then, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And, then, and then she's like, oh, thanks. And then she fuck in front of like. She fucks in front of stuff. someone? Fucking hell. No, she she smooches Picard's cheek on the way out. Oh, yes. She's like, thanks. Thanks, Picard. Mwah. Bye. And then she looks. They're French. Yeah. Are they, though? Why don't they either of them have French accents? Anyway. Um, because of the future. Uh, anyway, Picard also wants to send a team down to the lab. To see what they can find, but uh, the lab is actually protected by things, so that's bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they need Mannheim to be able to talk to to do this, to to get him information. Yeah, we need to talk to him, which is fair, makes sense. Yeah. Um. So they have a little chat about what they're gonna do. They need, yeah. Bev's super worried about Doctor Mannheim. Mm-hmm. Um. And then what they go is this the corridor scene where they go down the corridor and then yeah, they uh, head down the corridor. They like, the effects they are being felt elsewhere. Mm-hmm. The Mannheim effect is being yes. felt elsewhere. Yes. I mean, this is not the thing you want named after you, but it's pretty cool anyway. <laughs> it's like little skippy jumpies in time. Yeah. Um, so they get into the... I was expecting some, like, exposition elevator uh, when they get into the elevator, but they don't oh, yeah. because the door opens and they're outside again doing the same thing that they just said. Yeah. But then, okay, so this is what I don't understand is that they have a full conversation in the elevator about what, like, solutions to come up with next. So does that conversation never happen or does that blend in with the conversation of the of the people? Because... It kind of, they join back together. Ah. So it's, it, like, realigns. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. It like, realigns, but the, it's a weird experience. Yeah, because we get this. It's great because it stays. The camera work stays inside the elevator the whole time. Mm. So you see them come in initially, and they come in. They stand inside the elevator, then they shift to the other side, and then as the doors open, they come. They're standing in the same spot that they were initially. Like it's very cool. It's really well done. I love it, Um, and you see that, and then when it does shift to the the ones outside the door, the elevator closes, and then you're like, okay, well, and they, they they say now we're outside. And yeah. it's like they're. Co- and it's like, are they us? If we open the door, what's going? What are we going to see? It's. I love this. This is mm-hmm. such a cool idea. Of they don't know what's actually going to happen with time right now. Mm. Yeah, it's really cool. I really, I do like this about this episode, because um, it's very simplistic and it's done really well. Yeah, it is. Again, an RPG thing is really fun if you can basically have a way of your characters seeing themselves in the future Mm. and because future things it's like well different paths like this is the most likely future depending on what you're doing right now and you just had get let them see what might occur yeah and see maybe like one person is missing or maybe someone's got an eye patch or something Mm. or maybe they're just looking exactly the same and they're like trying desperately warn you that's really, I, that's really, that uh, spacey, timey, wimey yeah. stuff messes with my head a lot. But this something simplistic like this, where it's like you can see a little bit further into the future and then you immediately get reabsorbed into the past, like mm. after you see, that's really cool. And I like it. And it's simple and it's elegant and it's done again visually very well. But mm. um, 
But yeah, for a D&D game, lots of fun to play. Endless oh, so ways fun. you could deal with timey-wimey stuff. <laughs> so I just, I just love that concept, particularly being able to see your future selves. And if you go into them, that's great as well. If you go into them, yeah. that just sounds weird. Um, if you get to converse with them, that's really cool. But even if you don't, just having that little bit of foreshadowing of what might come. Yeah, I mm. like that. I think, I think most players really enjoy that idea. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. So um, they head over to the ready room um, and the scans show that the second lab is just completely destroyed. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> gone. It's just nuked, uh, which is not a good sign, to tell the truth. That's um, it's always that's a bad, bad sign when you walk into a room it's completely nuked. <laughs> yeah. So apparently um, Mannheim has harnessed the energy from the pulsar. Yep. It's like, all right, cool. And they're like, okay, so we have to find Mannheim's notes. And we hope that the force field removal has turned off all the defenses. So Riker and um, Worf and Data try to beam down, but they can't. Yeah, they're having issues with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's spooky. But never like going, a, never does well with transport issues. Yeah, the, they, it's apparently like a lack of integrity at the landing point and like bringing them back. And it's like, we, we can't. And like, that was probably the most tension for me in the episode. Like, what, what is going to occur? Like, are they going to, like, become all jumbled and, like, two of them are going to show up? It's like, what's what's going to occur? But nothing. Nothing happens. Riker and Data are being back, and then, like, a second or two later, Worf comes back too. Yeah, but what happens to Worf during that time? That's Who knows? Yeah. Well, they don't seem to notice anything. They're like, why are we back here? Like, when we're going down to the planet, like, we, we can't. Just be glad you're here at all. <laughs> just be glad so you're alive. For them, they basically just kind of stepped in. There was a bit of a buzz, and then they step out again. Like, what? What the hell? Mm, so, well, it's fine. Creepy. It's creepy as hell. Like that idea of you could just step into a transporter and you cease to exist forever. That's terrifying. Well, that's what fucking the new doctor, Doctor uh, Palowski, like. She has, I, and that's in season two. She has this like horrific fear of the transporter because she's like i know shit can go wrong and i don't yeah. like using it because shit can go wrong <laughs> and you can get stuck or turned into a two vix and then um and then ripped apart again it's uh not a fun time no it's it feels like it's one of those things where if you beam out they just kind of beam you back in but that's if something goes wrong it's like well we'll just use the buffer and get you back pretty quickly yeah. but that's a a horrific thing to do it's like oh yeah you just got destroyed on the way in there so uh we're just gonna reboot you from the old system mm, yeah anyway anyway i uh, said there's a whole match of tension in the getting them back but then it, it turns out that they just they're back yeah they're back and so they can't go down and that's sort of what is resolved in this bit it's yeah. like oh we can't do anything with that how we intended so fuck um and then we get back to creepy manheim in the manheim. in the, in the paul med- paul manheim Paul Mannheim. Back I in love the, the way he NBA. wakes up. He wakes up like a serial killer. Eyes just snapping open. Uh, he's got super intense blue eyes. He too, does. So super creepy. He just like, <gasps> and I was like, dude, fuck, man, you look shook. Oh. Shook it. Anyway, and, he's like, my yeah. mind is floating in two places. I know he doesn't know where <laughs> he is, but he, he's, crazy. he's grabbing Janice and he's just like, it was worth it. Just so you know, everything was worth it. Jesus fuck. What like, do, do you mean cool. their relationship or like all the people who died? Yeah. Was it all the people you killed? Like not you, but like, is it all the people who died because of you? Like really like think about, it. <laughs> just answer that question for me. Um, yeah. 
So yep. Picard and Data come down to, to see him and Picard's like, oh, this is the one. This Jean-Luc, you know. Uh, oh, which, is that what happens? I don't, oh, I don't no, he, he goes, oh, he kind of looks to, to Janice and is like, this one? And she's like, yeah. So obviously they've uh. talked about it over the years. Like, they, I think that's part of it, that clearly she, this was something that traumatized her. And Mannheim has been there and talked to her and like they've gotten through it and he realizes this. So it's like, I understand this is the one that you always think of when we're fucking. Uh, uh, I mean, what? <laughs> Jesus fuck. That's intense. Like, uh, so anyway, but they move on from that pretty quickly. <laughs> we yeah. can come back to that later. He tries to explain it to, he's like, I can't explain my, my system. And Data's like, well, explain it to me. I'm an android. I know yeah. all of your research and it's like, I know everything you're doing. Uh, I, I don't follow this because he's, he's like everything worked too well and we opened a crack to another dimension but like now it's now it's there and it's stuck and, and it's it's everywhere it's not confined to the planetoid anymore oh no we're fucked that's like well I think it's kind of like you op- it's kind of like opening up a door on a submarine okay it's like it's it's great you get to see outside but there's also now a whole bunch of water coming in all right, so you've like opened, unlocked, unleashed yeah. this onto the world. Yeah, yeah they okay. meant to open a window and they opened a door instead. Uh, what a dick. What a funny so dick. everything worked too well. It's like both of those are openings, but a little bit more. I mean, he probably should. I'm wondering whether it's like, did it work too well because everything went perfectly or did it work too well because now we're merging the dimensions? It's like, yes, the yeah. other dimension exists. So that's great, but a um, little bit of a problem. It just looks it just looks uncomfortable the way he's lying on the bed and then he like he's like, I don't have much time left. Oh no and then he's like, Ugh! and he goes back to like shocked expression. He's like, I'm mm. I'm merging, I can't keep them separate anymore. Oh and then he goes crazy out again. The Mannheim ah! effect must be stopped. The Mannheim effect. That's Jesus. what he's and then that's what Janice oh, yeah, is gonna call like anytime he's tawny now. It's like that's the Mannheim effect. That's the Mannheim effect working at its best, baby. Oh man, I just, I just don't buy, I just don't buy their relationship together and his re- and her relationship. Look, he was ah. the older professor and she was the traumatized young student. And oh, it so happens. grooming? It was grooming. Is yeah. What you're yeah. Okay. Cool. No. Sounds fun. Um. Yeah, it's creepy. I don't know. It's something a bit That's too fair. much. But- I think it is meant to be, look, he's the older professor and she's the young, beautiful wife who obviously is in love with Picard instead. Trophy wife. But that's what I don't like about it. It's just like, dude, you have to... And like, because she ends up sticking with Mannheim and I get that yeah. because obviously you have your own life and you want to live your own thing. But she goes up to the bridge now after like they have the little like, you know... Bridge oh, they go to the Obs Lounge. Observation. Oh, is it observation? I thought he went to. The- yeah, no, they go to the observation lounge because they're having their little discussion there, and Data's like, "Well, looking at these notes, I'm pretty certain we can turn it off if we can predict when the next episode, like when the next skipping thing will occur. Because if we can do it at the right moment, yeah, we can just shut it down. Yeah, dude. And that's when she comes in, and because like everyone leave. Yeah, I hope I'm not intruding. And then because mm-hmm. like no, everybody was just leaving. Yes, um, they were. Yes, they were. So she comes trotting on in, swaying her little arm, shifting her little like. I like it because she says that I know you weren't going to come and see me, but we need to talk this out. Yeah, she's just too. But this this is the moment in Casablanca where Ilsa comes to Rick and probably fucks him to get the 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 part the passports. 
And this is what it's referring to. It's referring to Casablanca, and I love Casablanca. Okay, all right. I get that. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems and, a little bit too forced on her behind. Like, could just because it, 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 make, it would make – I would like it more – Right, if by the end she actually did want something from Picard, but like nothing, no, nothing happens. Well, she wants closure. But like, fine, then just be like, hey, is it okay if we catch up at another time? Maybe after you help my dying husband and and like his his world, his chaos science experiment that could destroy the world or time and space as we know it. Yeah. Um, not now, <laughs> but later maybe. But maybe uh, they're not going to be a later. Yeah, but then, like, pick a better time. Don't, like, intrude on his, like, place of work and just... And also, she's not acting... I don't know. I just... It's, it's, no, no, I, I, I see you what you're what? saying. I don't hate this episode. I just don't like her. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think don't that's know why. I just don't like the way she was directed. I like the actress. She's Fair. just fine. I just don't like how she's like, we'll make her sexy um, and enticing and and we'll get her to be super, super flirty. Um, mm-hmm. and shove it in his face and make him confront this instead of making it come naturally. Anyway, she's like, it was raining, Picard! No, I love, I love this little moment with their, <laughs> their, their relation or their, their banter where she's like, we have unfinished business. I need to know why you didn't show up that day. And he's like, because I was scared. She's like, no, don't tell me the truth, you idiots. Tell me all the yeah. little lies that I've told myself over the years of why you didn't make it. Yeah. And he's like, okay. oh, yeah, because it was raining that day, because I meant to go to the other place. I got the days wrong. And but she's then, like, actually, then- it was raining. It was raining that. It rained all that week. And then I went to Starfleet, but you'd already gone. And I don't know. I like that, that it's like they. she immediately diffuses any of the tension and, like, this isn't going to be a confrontation between them. This is going to be, this thing happened. We both need to address it. Now we can move yeah. on. Yeah, I guess then, but like, why make, uh, I guess it's just like the language then. I don't understand why she would be like, is it just a joke? She's like, yeah, no, tell me, tell me why all the things you didn't like, tell me, don't tell me the truth. I thought the truth is that maybe I'm just bad at reading people or I'm, I'm an idiot when it comes to human confrontation and humans. communication and humans in general but like if, okay, someone's data. like if someone's like ask me tell me why you didn't do a thing i immediately tell them the truth like if no I no picard, to, did, picard way, did the right thing but she's like every every time i went through this in my imagination he uh, told me lies because the p- truth uh, was too painful if he has come to terms with it as well then uh, we can be friends but that's not how it went in my head picard you silly boy I get that. Then why not just say, oh, well, that's nice, but you know what? I thought you were lying, and these are all the ways I thought you were lying. I don't know. I mean, isn't that what she did? Maybe. Yeah, She just did it in a flirty way? It's just too much of the 90s flirt for me. I guess I just want straightforward. I don't know. I'm a a fucking... uh, No, I I don't even know what romantic show I can (laughs) affiliate with this. Not this. not this. I um, but yeah, he. So okay, so they after that little tit for tat, they go into. He was like, it was fear, and it was fear yeah. that I was losing myself in you. And this is what I get. This is what I understand because like these are conversations you have as an adult where you're like, oh, I was you know scared of staying, and I was scared of losing myself into another person and becoming another person that like I didn't want to be, even though it would be a fine person, mm. like. I had these goals and when you're young, you know, you have all of these ambitions and you have all this like powerful like drive sometimes that like pushes you 
And and this is what I found interesting, where she he was like he was straight up, and like there's a sentence that comes up, and he's like he straight up is like you're an amazing, awesome woman, like, and I thought about you a lot, like how did I not how did I not how did I underestimate you, like, oh he says something like, oh, fuck, uh, like, it's not it's, it's something like. I didn't want to be the person I was with you or something. Yeah, like, there's, there's a bit of that. It's like I was scared oh, of the would, person. Yeah, I was scared of being ordinary. Like if no, I no, stayed no. with you, I would be ordinary. She, like, says, she, she, said, she tells him that that's what his greatest fear was. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. she's like, I, that's not the full reason. It's like your greatest yeah. fear was that life with me would have made you someone ordinary and that's impossible because you will never be an, an ordinary person. Yes, yes, and that's when that's when he sort of like does a little does a little laugh and like mm -hmm. and says like, "Oh, you're amazing, you're wonderful." Um, I, I, I'm <laughs> I'm an idiot. He's an idiot because uh, he is. Yeah, he is. An, he is an idiot. And uh, I, I love that because they didn't work out because of his self doubt and her self doubt. Because they're young, and I because get that. Because they're young, like, and that's she, like that's what happens when you're young. But that's the thing; it didn't have anything to do with her self doubt. It was to do with yeah. his self doubt. It's only him. She was happy to go wherever. She was like, "Yeah, baby, I'm in love with you. I'm young and naive." Woo! Mm. And he's like, "Oh, she's an NPC." Yeah, she's an NPC. She has all those feels. None of the drive. Uh, of the special people like of the player characters know. no I like this is great backstory for a character in my opinion it is good backstory and I think the reason that comes the reasoning like it's that cocky it's so like I think the, the thing I like about it is like this conversation a conversation it is a conversation I guess it's a discussion yeah. about the relationship I like that because it brings up and it clarifies a lot of Picard's like past persona and also the Ooh. idea that like yeah, he chose specific things and he went down particular paths because he thought he wanted to have an extraordinary life or he wanted to be this, like, exceptional human. But then, like, later in the episode, he acknowledges that, like, fuck, I fucked up. She's an amazing human. Like, she's lived yeah. this incredible life. Like, holy fuck. I, was I wrong to think mm -hmm. you were just some um, hillbilly bitch, uh, you well, know, sweet old Perry that I was going to just, you know, shackle down with and get stuck yeah. in a relationship it's like no, that's never how it ends up being. You fuck. <laughs> but in twenty some, a twenty something kid is not going to see that. He's like, no, the only yeah, way no. I can be amazing is if I do the things that I think are amazing. Exactly, and that's very human, and that's and that's real, and that's what I liked about that's it. That's what that's what I really like about it too. Yeah. Yeah. I look. I think it's a, it's just an idea. I think it's just that I the the big issue I had with this episode is that it felt too stressed for time. Like I felt it yes. played out more naturally. It would have been better. Um, and maybe not so forced on her part to sort of confront this. Cause like, I feel like a big part of her character is that she's, and that, and that I like at the end is that she's, she's recognized their relationship for what it is. And she's come to terms with it on her, in her own way. And she's forgiven Picard. Right. Yeah. And she knows why she knows why Picard left. And she like, says it, you're right. She says like, Oh, you thought I was too ordinary. Or you thought you would become too ordinary by staying yeah. with me. I think it's very, she's, she's very aware that she doesn't, he never thought he, she, he, she was ordinary. Yes. Yes. No, wait. She's very aware that he never he, thought that... She was ordinary. She, he was always worried that yeah. settling down, not going to space would make him ordinary. And yes. Would, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, you're right. So 
but and and that by the end she's like no i'm you know i'm still really happy like this is the life i had and like yeah. you have missed out but like that's that's fine and i hope you have a great life bye yeah you did like, other stuff there's no yeah there's no animosity between it and i like that mm. i think that's mm. for the best but i just think more time to have that develop would have been great and then i would have been fully happy. agree more, more okay fully with agree the more time with these two together Casablanca would have been good um, mm-hmm. and less flirty at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we get back to Mannheim and Bev. Bev's Mannheim and Bev. And Beverly's like stroking his hair and is like, I wish I could talk with you. Like, yeah, she's damn, thirsty. okay. Thirsty over the nerdy guy, the nerdy yeah. guy with the intelligence. Yeah. Well, uh, better hold uh, on to your forces, Janice. You got uh, some She's going to have to. Yeah, Kathy Bev's going to try to steal your man the way you're trying to steal hers. Yeah, dang. Uh, Troy arrives and is not here to check on on Mannheim. She's here to talk to Beverly about all the things that Beverly does not want to talk about. Yeah, and I find I, you brought this up before. I find this interesting that this has happened. Like, why does this? I mean, I, I get why they did it because everyone's like, "What about Beverly and Picard? What about their relationship? Come mm-hmm. on, you got to bring that up. What about that?" I like I like how Bev is having none of it, and it's like it has nothing to do with me. This is not. This is not. A, like Picard's relationship or previous relationship with this woman who hasn't. Well, I think she does make the point. It does has nothing to do with this this moment. I'm just focusing on my patient, and she yeah. also says, um, "I can't compete with the ghost from his past." And Troy's like, "But she's not a ghost. She's right here." And Beverly responds with, "No, she is. Picard doesn't yeah. want the woman that's here. Picard wants the woman from thirty years ago." Yeah, yeah. It's the ghost that he can like and see, not her. And I can never compete with that woman. Yeah. So, and it's, it's the same thing that Picard can never compete with with Beverly's husband. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think Bev has a really good insight to that because of those yeah. reasons. Like she's like, I understand because because <laughs> I, I'm there too. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to continue helping my patient, and I'm just going to I'm going to do what I do, and I'm not going to talk about my feelings for Picard because we don't talk about those feelings. Troy. We never talk about them. God damn it. Have you not learned by now? It just gets under yeah. rolled under things over and over again. Uh, I, yeah, that was cute. I like how they, I, know, I, I just like that Deanna ships them. I know that's cute. She knows if anybody of knows, she knows. She, knows. Of she has good she does. insight. Oh, uh, so uh, they're they back on the bridge. They've got an episode window. They, they can predict that there's going to be one soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Mannheim calls for Picard because he realizes basically his reasoning is um, I'm in two different realities right now. I might have forgotten to enter some of the codes. So oh, here's shit. some yeah, more. Fine. But uh, also says, look, if anything goes wrong, take care of Janice. Damn, dying words. That's happened twice now. Like, Bev's husband and now, like, fucking this bitch. Yeah, and Picard's like, oh, I will. Don't worry about that. Yeah. In fact, fact, yeah, let me help you along. I'll just grab this pillow and maybe smother you a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, he died. Oh, whoops. Whoopsie doodle. Um, Yeah. Anyway, I. but also another another thing I like, just sorry to interrupt, but like, but like, he says something like, oh, she'll be, you know, week or something without me or, or maybe she, no, she'll, no, have, she'll be struggling uh, she'll, she'll be struggling yeah 
Yeah. And he goes, you under, and Picard says you underestimate her. Cause yeah. I know because I did. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That's, that's yeah. nice. Cause yeah, you did. Fuck you. Playboy, playboy Picard. Fuck boy Picard. Fuck boy Picard to be a side. All right. Yeah, it is fuck boy Picard. We get to see fuck boy Picard in like oh, great. way later episode, like season five, I think, or maybe six. Um, fuck boy, baby Picard. Uh, punching dicks and getting whipped <laughs> all sorts of bitches um anyway we get we get what happens next Picard so then data yeah the da- data is going down the, the hallway and basically data's like you're going to be the only member of the away team data um simply oh, because yeah, yeah there's a little bit of well yes because i'm an android and I am dispensable. He's like, oh, no, you are indispensable, Data. Yes. Yeah, that's cute. Yay, But also Data. because of the way that Data sees time. Yeah. Uh, humans see time as, like, a flexible thing, and Data mm. doesn't. Data sees time as, like, static or, like... Or we, as, yeah. as constant, because he's got a, basically a clock going in him. It's like he can't yeah. shift that, whereas we can lose track of seconds. Exactly. Uh, and he brings up like, oh, like time flies when you're having fun. Like, I don't understand that because humans do and I don't. That's what he's like, But I, like, I kind of do now. So like, <laughs> I don't know how, but all right. Cute. And he's like, like, well, I need you to make a stitch in time that will save much more than nine. It's like, all right, Picard. All right. Calm down. Just, you little sassy. Getting all those linguists. Um, so they beam data down and this time it works. Uh, and as he approaches the door, there's lasers. Lasers! I love this. It reminds, and, takes us back to the good old days of, um, what was that episode with the lasers? The home Soil? Where, yes. Where he's dodging the lasers. Yeah, yeah. Was great. Uh, Well, Data's stunt double dodges this time. Yeah, you can see him doing a big old jump and, and, and tumble. I big love the, the when he dives over the, the crates and like rolls behind the door and then Brent Spider comes out from behind the yeah. door. It's like yeah. so clearly not him the first time. Good. I know. Good shuffle. Oh. Uh, it was well done. But um, I like how he, he's doing all these big tumbles and, and they're like, they're like, what's going on, Data? And it's like, just zoom, beep, boop, like crash, bang, boom, zap, mm-hmm. noises. Uh, and eventually he's like, uh, Dr. Mannheim forgot to mention some of the other defenses. Security precautions. <laughs> yeah, it's again, it's like sus. That's very sus. We got some cool, like, little beamy light, like, broads, some little, like... Oh, yeah, like the halogen and the tube lights, yeah. Yeah, glow sticks cool. coming up. That was, like, yeah. a little door thing, uh, which I'm sure you'd be able to get around, but, like, whatever. It's Pretty fine. easily. It's all yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Um, uh, so he gets into the lab and he finds, like, the, the portal dimension door thing or the window yeah. or whatever it is. Which looks like a cool mirror that's this kind of shifting. I liked it. That was pretty crystal cool. Crystal thing. Yeah. yeah. I think it, there was like a big uptick in like this kind of effect in the 80s or like maybe late yeah. 80s. Because like Dune had a similar thing or it had like the shields. And then like I think in an episode with the Borg, they have like similar shield mm-hmm. uh, kind of effects. It's that crystal kind of flat plane, um, kind of like dissecting of the light. Thing. Yeah. it's it's interesting but it's basically that anyway so data's like okay cool i found the thing i need to take out the, the oh and, the, the, uh, and the, he finds the machine as well like that that um manheim described he's like yes the next episode will yes. be in 90 seconds and i'll need to realign the antimatter for it i'm like sure yes that is true no no i will take <laughs> your need word to do for that. data you sound like you know what you're talking about um, and he's like look- picking up the antimatter like it's plutonium he's like got a little grabber stick and like yeah. lifting it super slow. Brent Spider doing a great job. 
of miming lifting something very delicate and heavy. Yeah, he's doing really good. Brent yeah. Spiner is amazing. But while then he's while doing- saying all his lines too, that's great too. Yeah, yeah, it's good. He he puts the antimatter thing into the into the crystal. Yes, he gets uh, uh, he gets joined into a countdown. He's like starting to put it in there. But then there's three of him. He's like, he looks back over his shoulder and he can see himself picking up the antimatter. And then he sees himself already walking over to it. It's like, there's three of them now. Yeah, he's like, Captain, there seems to be three of us. And then the first dater is like, should I drop the antimatter in now or wait for which one? One of you. And then like, and then all of them are like, well, it has to be one of us. Um, So we just have to make sure it's the right one. And then the one in the middle somehow knows. And the one in the middle is like, it's me. It's me, guys. It's really cute the way yeah. he says it. I love uh, it. It's, it's me. I'm the one with it. It's like, I okay, I guess. He almost looks happy. Like, the way he does it, it's very undata, kind of. It's just, yeah. like, too excited. Because like, data doesn't feel excitement. It's a bit, like, off-putting to see data be like, it's me. It's me, everyone. It's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am the one. Um, and they, they kind of merge together, and they yeah. they close the window. Yeah, they, they also, do the job. He, he doesn't close the window. He patches the window. He specifically yes. says it's patched because I don't think it's closed. <laughs> closed <laughs> implies it can't open again, which is not true, but still. But that's okay because guess who's back up? It's Dr. Mannheim. Yeah, he's entirely uh, better. <laughs> he's 100% better and he's asking for his wife. He's like, yeah. where's my wife? Picard, Picard. It's like, God walks in because he's like, uh, Mannheim's with Bev and he's like, Should Bev's like, you're fine, don't worry about it. Um, and then Picard walks in. He's like, where's my wife? Mm-hmm. And then Janice comes like running up to him. And he's like, husband, I husband. miss you. What did you see uh, in the other realm? He's like, I don't, I cannot describe it. I have no words. Yeah. I can feel it. Can't explain it. But we're safe, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, there's, there may be some shit going on, but who knows. Yeah. Um, but he wants also to go back down to the lab and keep researching. Yeah, because he's fucking wild. He's a mad hat. He's a fucking crazy professor. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm better now, so I can keep doing my shit. Yeah. Um, and she's like, uh, no, how about we don't? <laughs> I, I like his reasoning that it's like, we owe it to all of our friends who lost their lives. It's like, we need to make sure, like, what mistake was made so it can't happen again. Yeah, yeah. You have That's to like- also... That's cool. That's a good way to think about it, especially yeah. for a mad scientist. Don't be so yeah. like egocentric. It's like, yeah, it's for the people who died. They have a saying this too because it's their thing that they died for gives yeah. them purpose. It's nice. And feder- uh, federation. Picard says the federation will help, which will help a lot more this time. Actually, if he's actually getting funding and like, like yeah, right. God, grants. give the man, give the man some fucking funding. Jesus Christ, he's doing this all on his own. Ay ay ay. Anyway. And I like yeah, that there's a, the passionate kiss on the cheek that he gives Janice now that he's better. Yeah, like it's love. It's a different kind of love. And that's what we grow to learn, right? That's sure. the thing that happens. It's not romantic puppy love. It's a different kind of love love. He's excited. and it's He's cute. excited. And, and she she's just like, yes, I am here. Yeah. And also it's oh, a subtle, like subtle hint as well. She says something to him like... Because they're agreeing to go back, and she's like, "Okay, cool." And he's like, "I'm so excited." And she's like, "Yeah, great." Um, and then she's like, "You told me my life would never be dull, and it hasn't been." <laughs> and yeah. Like Picard is sort of standing in the background, like a little. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, 
but like yeah. I, I, I love yeah. how it's kind of you know a little sassy hot side hint side little passive aggressive note but like mm-hmm. fuck you Picard mm-hmm. you don't need an ordinary life I don't know it's great still got so, a lot of side move going on though so then um, as, as a final thing Troy takes Janice down to the holodeck yes uh, and takes her inside Picard set up the cafe again yeah, and the way, she's amazed, the way it was. amazed at how exact it was. Yep. So he doesn't even want to. He's like, this time I wanted to say goodbye properly. Wow. And I love it. They toast, and she's like, well, off I go, and goes to make. She tries her dramatic romantic exit, but of course can't leave because yeah. there's no door out. It is really funny. She says goodbye, Jean Luc. Be well. And then she like, yeah, tries to storm out. She's like, I can't leave. <laughs> Can you I please can't open leave. the door? Lol. Lol. I, I like, like that. Because again, she's just playful with it. It is cute. It's cute. It's really it's cute. fine. I just wish that the cuteness had come out like after, you know, a little bit longer. I think initially yeah. with the cuteness being there from the start, it's like, maybe this bitch is just always cute for everybody, always. Why can't she just have this special little thing with the card boy being cute. Well, she and, seems to, honestly. Yeah. It just know. has that, nah. that very old friends vibe to them, that they will always yeah. now be friends and they will have shared something important. And I guess it makes sense for her to be more playful than like Picard could ever be. Like maybe yeah. that's just what he's interested in, in, yeah. in regards to partners <laughs> because he's a boring little fuck. Um, but yeah. I anyway. want the Picard, so- Picard dating show, damn it. <laughs> I want to watch that too. That'd be great. Just a uh, cute little sequence of this little like we can get Vash, we can get Bev, we can get mm-hmm. that other that other one. I don't know. It's um, good. So anyway, they head back to the bridge. They've they're yep. back on course for shore leave. And Janice I think, is um, fucked off. Janice and, and Paul are fucked off, oh. and they're just like sitting in the ruins of their lab trying to fix everything. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. And they're like, okay, so I think we were off to get some shore leave. And Riker's like, well, I've never been to Serana nine, but or eight, or ever it was before. But I've, oh no, sorry, I've been there once. And I think they had like a blue drink or something. Yes, this and, is Riker. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. said something like that. And then Troy's like super excited, He's like, oh my god, yes, it's the blue parrot, and it's amazing. And, and then, I though, the- I think. I think she she's calls it something else, and then Picard goes, "No, it's the blue parrot." And this time, That's right. like you're gonna buy the drink, and you're buying, because, yeah, you're buying, baby. <laughs> it's cute. Something about the fact that we went from Janice and Picard to yeah. Riker and Troy, yeah, just really worked for me as well. I'm like, yes, you are the relationship that Picard should have had. Yeah. And that Troy's just so excited. Like, she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And that one time that Riker was there was definitely with her. Yes, 100%. (laughs) And it's just, I really enjoyed that bit too. Normally the end sequence, they're like, and off on a new adventure. I'm like, yeah, whatever. This time I was like, yay, flirty ship. Yeah, it's cute. Flirty ship. But also it's cute because like it kind of hints at them hanging out outside of like work. Yeah. Hours, which you don't really get to see them do, and I like that. It's cute. Yeah, the idea of your buying, it's like, really? You're going to make your crew buy drinks for you? I think it's just a joke. It is. Picard would never let his crew buy drinks for him. No, but like, at least it's a hint. So, like, we're hanging out later. Don't forget it. Like, look, yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's Um, all we get. That's the episode. That's That's done. I, I still enjoy it. Yeah, it's okay. I guess talking through it again, it's grown on me a little bit because of the relationship bits 
that I can that definitely see why you don't like it, and I think if I was in a different mood, I wouldn't like it either. Yeah, I but, think I think it's it's great. Like in terms of how it handles like that little cute past history with Picard, it's it's cute. I like that. That's it's it's sweet. It's nice. Yeah, it is and really I'll, sweet. It was just. It felt like an episode that didn't need the um the time slip drama. Yeah, it just kind of like like sliced on in there, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's like, uh, and without that, it could. Well, isn't that kind of the point that they never had enough time? Yeah, like that's cool. I I, I guess they didn't necessarily need time slipping, but like something to do mm. with time that would have been a fun. Well, you like, were saying that it felt like they were rushed, like the storyline was rushed. But isn't that Janice yeah. and Picard in a nutshell? It's like they didn't have the time to really say what they really needed to. I see what you're doing, Jeremy. I, I see know. What you're, doing. you're trying to get me meta. to like the episode. I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. I think it's cool. All to do with time and relationships mm. and youth and and charisma. Not charisma, but I guess like, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah. Um, so, so there's one last thing yeah. that we need to do yes, at the end of every exactly. episode. Picking a character from uh, the show that we just watched and talk about how we would use them as a PC or an NPC in our game. Exactly. Uh, and Nina, I'm still kind of stuck on... Normally I'd pick Picard in an episode like this, but I picked him ages ago as that stuck-in-the-mud paladin. And ah. I, I haven't really changed my opinion on that, so I feel like I need to pick someone else. So I'm going to let you pick first. Okay, okay. I don't know if I've picked Picard yet. Have I picked... I don't think I have. I don't think you have. I've done a, I've, I think I've done a Riker. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right. This might be my Picard episode just because I think as a player having a, a history that you're uncomfortable with, like having something mm. that you regret and kind of lingering mm. in the back of your, like usually with, oh, 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 sometimes people get stuck, stuck in the rut of making characters that not so much have regrets, but just have very detailed backstories of, events that have happened not so much things that they had very make very conscious decisions in doing and then regret those choices i feel like that's kind of like a cool thing to sort of maybe focus on a little bit more and and the yeah. card in this instance like has that done well at least that's i think done really well where he's like lingering on this like oh what if i could if i maybe if i had done differently and also oh i kind of salted that burned that bridge <laughs> probably she hates me um and thinking of all of the reasons why yeah it's pretty cool i like that maybe if we had dived into the in the episode maybe if it had dived a little bit deeper into how he struggled with that emotionally maybe there was some more conflicts like in inside him about how he was dealing with that maybe he made some other rash decisions about cutting people off because of that like mm. maybe if we dived a little bit deeper into isn't that there side a thing with his brother about um, Starfleet in it as well? Yeah, I think Starfleet being a big force of change for him and having to uproot him from a place because I think his brother is all about him being like, oh, I had to take care of the family. You just up and yeah. left. You just completely abandoned me. How dare you? So um, we do see it later on. That there's, yeah. there's some stuff going on there, but we don't see it from that romantic like standpoint where it's like, oh, mm. you you straight up left someone in the dirt. Like you just you said you were gonna meet up and you never did. I you know never, that's such a douche you move. Ne- 
I know you. Not even a note. Picard. Not even a note. I feel like a note. Just be like, hey, sorry, I can't do this because of all of these reasons. Um, not, I just won't see you again. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a bit too. But it's again. I guess it's one of those Picard. things. It's like, like this was supposed to be the last meeting before he shipped out. And it's like, obviously, she knew if we don't get this moment, we're not going to have one. Yeah. It's not like he just vanished out of nowhere. She knew where he was. Yeah. Even saying like, even saying though, like, oh, it's too hot. Just leave a note with a concierge. You know what I mean? Oh, it's too hot. I changed my mind. I can't post it because anything, a little, a little SMS. Do they have those in the future? I don't know. Apparently not. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, okay, so, so who would you pick? Who would, yeah, that was my pick. Who would you pick? I think I'm going to go Professor Mannheim. Okay, okay. Um, and it'll be a trickier one, but the way that he talks about seeing all time at once. Okay. Like when he's trying to describe what he's seeing as time, it actually reminds me of a different character. It reminds me of Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. Ah, Okay. And I like that idea, particularly when he has to call Picard in because he does forget, did I give you the codes or not? Because I know oh. at some point I gave you the codes, but has that happened yet? That I love as an NPC, someone who is unable to tell what t- point in time things are happening. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So they might give you some words, like when you first meet them, that are actually from a conversation like eight or nine years down the track. Yeah, that you'll that's need cool. to get to that conversation, but they're having the conversation with you now. Cool. It's, that's trippy. It's super hard to do, but it's also the kind of thing that you can just go, well, they're having the conversation from somebody else or something. <laughs> and But yeah, I like the idea that they have to like occasionally have conversations twice and they say, look, I'm having this conversation with you now and 20 minutes from now. Yeah, wow. That's, so that's I'm, already I'm having head a bit spinning. Of a, I'm having a bit of a problem, like like keeping in touch with you. But that that concept of a character who's talking with people out of time, it's if you can do it, it's amazing. But I would love to have an NPC like that in my game, like an oracle yeah. of a sort, who's like, I don't so much see the future as I'm experiencing the future right now. Yeah, that's whack. That's super whack. There's there's this great book that I recommend you reading. It's a sci-fi book. I can't remember the name's name. I, it's a uh, it's called Recursion. I think he mm-hmm. also wrote a book called Dark Matter, but it goes into this like crazy time spiral loop where in order to catch up to and like this this uh this previous history they need to catch up to in a moment so they get like floods of like memories of a particular time loop like and have to then continue on with the present like in any given second so they're constantly living in the present remembering shit about the past but like so like simultaneously like past and future like they're like living both like it's very confusing and like and conflated and and, like done really well and i think something like that where yeah you're living Mm you're living the future or you're uncertain of what is happening at any given point, but you know, like bits and pieces it's, uh, yeah, that's really cool. But having man, that's so hot to DM though. I don't know how. It'd be damn. next to him. You'd have to have like stuff planned <laughs> out for your entire campaign to do that. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I, but I, I don't know how, how people handle that mechanic or like time is a mechanic. Like sometimes it's so complex. Like it, you it makes it much easier when it's like written because as a writer, you get to control everything. But yeah, for a DM, it's next to impossible. 
because you just make some, some things you just have to make up on the fly so it's like yeah. i don't know i don't know i don't know who knows who knows and then you get to the question of free will and all of that and i realized we didn't even touch on this is the perfect episode to talk about how to use romance uh in D and role playing games yeah um, and how to have mature conversations about it but i guess the episode kind of speaks for itself like this to me is a great way to handle romance that it's just kind of there and you discuss it and then you move on yeah that's cute because it doesn't have to be dived into so deeply you can't just be something that you're um like because it is it kind of has to be in this format of of star trek where it is um like like short like you need to kind of get things going like yeah i was annoyed that it didn't have enough time to play out but it's kind of you kind of need to do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. in order to get and same thing with like a lot of D campaigns it's like you only have a certain amount of time to like e- explore this like relationship with someone so mm. having something in the past that you can kind of deal with maybe in pieces bit by bit is a cool way to do that very cool way i'm just thinking of what i do with it now anyway we will wrap it up there <laughs> so i can, uh, I can we've do started some, something <laughs> we've parked an idea yeah. in my mind uh so while i go and do that you can subscribe to wherever podcasts are found, uh, which really helps our numbers. You can also leave us ratings on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That helps us too. Uh, Or a review on Apple Podcasts if you really enjoy us that much. Or you can send emails uh, to dndntvpod at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at dndntvpod. We'll show photos of some of the the shots from the episode of how cool it looks if I don't forget or if I haven't already done that because people can listen to this in the past or in the future. Wow. Time trippy. Time trippy trippy. already. Someone is listening to this right now. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Where are we? Are we in space? What's going on? Who are you? Dave? Is it Dave? <laughs> wow. Oh, hi, hi, Dave, if you are listening. Hi, Dave. G'day. So, I don't know who so Dave. But look behind you. you. There's something you there. And look behind you, Dave. I want to thank <laughs> all listeners. You, <laughs> I want to thank all listeners, past, future, and present, uh, for listening. Uh, stay safe. Be kind yeah. yourselves. Wesley Crush it. And may all your hits be crits. <laughs>